Hey, 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 what's up, you guys? <laughs> Fiona Renee here and... Summer Porlacani. And you're listening to Your Radical Being, where we are discussing our radical beings, so we hope to inspire your radical being. Today's episode, we're talking about some uh, intense, like always, intense <laughs> labels, maybe things that people have put on us, maybe things that we've maybe put on ourselves. Um, so to start us off, uh, Summer Porlacani is in a sweet and sexy unicorn onesie today she's got pigtails on and she's holding her sweet furry daughter lily (laughs) bay one Um, of our two lily the cat is i mean you guys are gonna have to jump on youtube and check out this episode live and raw because (laughs) you can't you really can't miss uh this persian cat the persian cat kind of looks like me we both have flat faces (laughs) um you know you're looking what cute. are you wearing today over here? I'm I'm pretty oh. simple, but I'm rocking. I see what you're wearing now. A Scott special? I'm rocking the seven T's. We've got a friend named Scott Seven. Uh, get Scott with seven T's dot com, and um, he has a limited edition crew neck sweatshirt. But Summer, I think you have one of these as well. I do too. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed that we're not twinning hard right now. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of like one of those cool products. It's got a secret message on the label. Um, the design is very hidden unless you look very close. Kind of the point, right? Like not like being like the logo list logo. Yeah. Not flashing. We know. But it's Um, vegan and like good for the environment. Yeah. Friendly. All of these products are. So I'm just repping the Scott 7 gear today. Very warm, very cozy, just like that unicorn onesie. So yeah, let's just get to it. I mean, I've been thinking about this episode kind of all week. Uh, How... growing up (laughs) even in high school the concept of being labeled something uh infuriated me oh you hated it oh it made and i love labels i'm like let's try to figure out as clear as day who i am and what i have you know and you just like hated it you know i really did i felt like someone was trying to put me in a box and it made me so mad because there were times that maybe those labels were right but then There were times that they weren't. So it made me feel like even more of a walking contradiction, which I mean, I am, but I wasn't okay with at the time. Um, Yeah. How do you how do you feel? I have always looked at, I mean, not boxes as empowering, but like labels as empowering, because the more like when I finally understand something, when I finally have, I mean, the the puro of my OCD is all the research and information and knowledge and just like, you know, I feel more powerful. Um, I mean, not always. I sometimes feel entirely hopeless with those labels, but like, you know, it's, they can have a lot of big feelings, but I feel that knowledge is power. Like I like to refer to myself as Persian Hermione Granger. So having that information, even if it's a label that's slapped on me by a doctor or a label that puts me in my identity in a particular box, I feel like it, it can be more more empowering for me personally. Yeah, it makes you feel recognized. Yeah, and like recognizing myself like that, it's such a big part of how I, I mean, I've spent most of my life not understanding my identity. Like, you know, we talked about this in the first episode where I was like, yeah, Persian is like the first thing I say to like anybody if I were to describe myself. I'm like Persian kitten, princess, whatever you want to call it, but like unicorn in this case. But, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, 
I think over time, just kind of recognizing all the labels that come with it, like where it's like, I didn't realize I was queer until a couple years ago, but like now that box is there or that label's there, not knowing where I fit in. Yeah. Seeing other people who have labels and not resonating with those labels, but not having a label of your own. Yeah. That's where my kind of punk rock, I'm going to rebel against this yeah labels because you guys may have labels but i don't have ones that i resonate with so freaking fuck labels yeah right? although that's, that's a label in itself yeah. <laughs> you've right. become a little bit of everything over the years right like we had our punk rock days we had our like what was that fucking hat you wore all the goddamn time like eight years ago it was like a big circular hat it was a little bohemian maybe a little do you know which one I'm talking about? You were all throughout your South Asia trip. That beret, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we have the fuzzy baseball cap days, which I think we're still in. So, but I, I love that because I feel like, you know, we're not going to be the same person like we were when we were 15 or 25 or 45. You know, like it's, we're a little bit of all of these things and that's just who we are. We're like a cocktail of all of it. Well, I find that um, it was only until recently when the term non-binary kind of came into existence that I had a respect and an appreciation for labels that I had never had before. Yeah. Um, because I've always felt masculine and feminine. I've always felt both male and female, but I never, I was never gay, even though so many people thought I was queer for the longest time and still do. God, everyone and their dog is like, yeah, Fiona's gay, right? No? Yeah. I think I spent years thinking that you're a little like heteroflexible and you're like, no, no, not at all. <laughs> a lot of people think that. And I think it comes down to the fact that there was a time where I felt um, that my gender really was a bit fluid, but there wasn't a term for it. And the closest thing was like a sexuality term, which we know has nothing to do with our gender. So, yeah. you know, I didn't really resonate with that. And then recently when the term non-binary kind of came into the public space, I went, oh, that I feel like that. Yeah, and it made the light. Light. It made me feel yeah. recognized. It made me feel calm because I didn't have to question in the uncertainty or the unknown anymore. Um, yeah. That I could go, yeah, that makes sense for me. I'll I'll definitely slap that label on my ass and call it a day. Pick um, that box. Yeah. So I, needless to say, I don't think that the old me is wrong. I don't think yeah. that the old me, you know. If someone you just have the language now. Yes, but just because if someone wears Abercrombie at school and we start calling them a prep, does that mean that that's all they are? I mean, I think it comes down to just like, stop caring about everyone else. Like, I don't. why do I need to label someone else? Why do I need to wonder about their labels? Like, unless someone's told me, like that judgment is just your own shit that you need to deal with. You know, like, are you afraid of being labeled? What do you think you look like to others? And it's like, I don't remember where I read this, but it was like, you can't care so much about what other people think of you because the version of you and every other person's eyes is different from the person before. Like what you see as Summer Porlacani is not what my mom sees as Summer Porlacani. It's not what my cousin Bethany thinks as, is Summer Porlacani. Like no matter if I'm my, my most authentic self with each person, I just slammed my elbow into my desk. We're fine. It, it doesn't matter because it's still going to be another version that they make in their head of who I am yeah. so you know at that point it's like the person with OCD is gonna say let go <laughs> because yeah. you can't have control there yeah 
And for me, what I noticed is that um, the only constant in our entire life, or this is, you know, my words, the only <laughs> constant in my own life is that I change. Everything else is not constant. I don't know. Summer's showing me a quote that is tattooed to her arm that says, but change came anyway. Yeah, it was a sign at Burning Man that like three different signs spaced out. And I saw this one first and this was in the middle. Um, And I was going through a lot. The first time I went to Burning Man, I'd just gone through like the hardest breakup I've ever gone through um, kind of out of nowhere, but was really best for that person and best for us. So, you know, but that helped me kind of like really sink in and just be like, you know what, everything that I thought was permanent wasn't and everything that like I didn't expect to come happened. And just like this idea of like the the three signs read, um, I was not ready for this change. It's the first one, but change came anyway. It's the second. And the third one is, and now I am changed. The fucking yeah. circle of life. <laughs> Cycle never stops. Never. But yeah. the moment where you changed and it was a single solid solitary moment of stillness, of change, you're that and then you're this. That is still just as real as it was, even though the change happened again and again and again, and you're moving. Gradually, really quickly, like whatever it may be. I feel like now thinking about not only my non-binary identity, that I don't have to shed my masculine or my feminine. I can still keep them both, but they just equal my non-binary. And it's the same with all of the phases that I went through in high school and college where I was punk rock and goth and boho and all of these things. I don't have to shed them and say, oh, well, I'm not that. I'm not that. I can be all of those things. And that helps me kind of digest this concept of contradicting labels because I feel like we are consistently labeled things that contradict other labels that we are. And it feels confusing and scary that, you know, maybe we're, we're a lie. Oh my God. Feeling like a lie. Talk about imposter syndrome while going through the wave of all these labels until we figure out what works. And even when we do recognize our label, still feeling like an imposter. Yeah. Because another label is going to come because another change is going to come. Or even if, even if you understand and accept and embrace then having other people's opinions of those labels seep in whether or not they're asked for. <laughs> I once had someone, the first woman I ever went out with said I wasn't gay enough. And I was like, I'm sorry, but here I am with you. Like, what does this mean? <laughs> so, and like, that's never left my head. That's, that's like one thing that's always stuck with me. It's been like three years at this point. And so, and it took me like, God, how many years to come out? I only came out four years ago. So I was 29, you know, and it was only after someone else else labeled me and was like and called me queer and I was like what I'm not queer am I queer and then like had that whole like moment with myself but still to this day having to just be like you know what that's okay that's what they can think and that's not like that's that that doesn't matter like I can't control what anyone else thinks there too I think that comes down to the fact that not only do our labels change for ourselves over time maybe they grow they get added on but language changes uh Mm -hmm. words like uh cross-dresser transsexual these are words that were once labeled for people that now they are labeled as something else 
Yeah. Those previous labels can be hurtful or offensive or, you know, not acceptable. And I, I have a hard time with that personally because, you know, who decided that the language changed? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel bad for my cis hetero father who grew up in time and space where he's like, this is the English language. This is what I know. And all of a sudden someone says, hey, I know you might have majored in English, but uh, the English language has changed. So that word is not the same word as it was before. Yeah. Even more confusing with labels, right? Especially if you identify with one. Yeah. The the feelings that come up, uh, how defensive people get whenever someone else brings up like, hey, that's maybe not the thing you should be saying. Or, hey, this is now... Uh, how I identify and this is my pronoun today and like there's just so many big feelings for everybody because I think that change is really hard to like keep up with or understand or and it happens to different different people we want to I mean at the end of the day we don't want to it's not about being right. It's not, yeah. it's not about saying- You're gonna be wrong a lot. <laughs> yeah, not my label's correct or this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And day, it's going to change, the language will consistently change. And so what's the point? The point is for people to feel- uh, Safe. Yeah. Safe, seen, identified, comfortable. There are times that what makes you comfortable makes me uncomfortable and that's okay. So let's take that space. That's that's one of those uh, grow through what you go through moments. <laughs> the quote of our show. Yeah, right. No, absolutely. And, you know, I've been trying to embrace discomfort more in that stillness that we've experienced this year. You know, like this past year has been such a big year for self-reflection. Anyone who wasn't in therapy is in therapy or, you know, anyone who was hustling so much that they didn't have time to think about anything, like got that magnifying glass on their life because we all slowed down. And so I think part of that slowing down is sitting in the discomfort that is our fucking life right now and all the things that we're going through and all the changes, whether or not we were ready for it. (laughs) Yeah. And I, that's my favorite thing about change is that it really puts us from one end to the other end of the spectrum, which everything is on a spectrum. So no matter yes. what spectrum you are sitting on, you're probably floating to the other end of it through the past year. And yeah. that helps you look at yourself in a way that for me, it's like I am contradictory. Mm-hmm. There are times where I am one thing and times where I am another. And that doesn't make me a lie. It doesn't make me a fraud. It makes mm-hmm. me human. Yeah. The only thing I can really do is be aware of it so I can communicate it as opposed to trying to argue with it or deny it or, you know, not forgive it. Communicate when necessary. You know, like, again, no one's entitled to any of that information. What box you pick, what box you're in, what you've done with it. You know, like, I think it's just it's it's a privilege to know that information about anybody. And so yeah. I'll give some people a privilege. I label myself very dominant right? Yes. We, we've discussed this episode one, every, I, we didn't even have to say anything. People you know anyone who meets you is like, okay, <laughs> anyone can hear it in my voice right now. I'm a pretty dominant person. Yes. Um, and you could label me as dominant, mm-hmm. but the few people that I've had sex with over the past year or two, uh, they'll tell you that in the bedroom, that is not what I am. I am very far from dominant. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would be called very submissive. 
Um, there was like a slight wink there for anyone who's not watching this. <laughs> just like, Ugh. And that could be shortened to the label of Dom and Sub. Um, but I'm both of those things. And it, it made me feel so weird for so long, especially with this past partner that I've had, because he's like, ah, but you know, you're, you're so submissive, but people think you're so dominant. So which one is it? Right? Like, I got to pick one or else I'm lying. Yeah. Uh, You know, a lot of people also just assume when they meet me because I'm so dominant, they're like, oh, I bet she's crazy. And I bet she's like a dominatrix in the bedroom. And I'm like, oh, nope. (laughs) For some reason, I think it's more like the stereotype of like the, the type A or the CEO or the person who's like super in charge, like not dominant always. Right. But like that person who doesn't want to give up control gives up control in the bedroom, which is where I come in. Right. Like I am not dominant in my, in my outward life outside of my bedroom, but I am, I am type A, OCD, all the things that mean that I have to be in control all the time. And the bedroom is the only time I let go of control the label may be well summer's a control freak yeah but then there is a time in the bedroom <laughs> where summer is very far from a control freak she actually would prefer to have zero control um and it just goes to show that there's a different time and more so a different space for different mm-hmm. labels yeah, how your definition differs from my definition as well. With the same word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I really like the idea of everything being on a spectrum because I think when you expect that fluidity, like it's easier to not have expectations, which also means like you get to enjoy it more. Yeah. And yeah. I love the idea of what you said at the very top coming full circle about how these labels are so helpful but not externally. Yeah. They're not helpful when you put them on others or when others put them on you. They're really not helpful. Yeah. When you put them on yourself, they're so helpful. They can be I so feel. empowering. Yes, to identify, to see myself in the mirror for the first time and go, yeah. You're a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. And then it's almost like if I really had to dig internally to find those labels, I had to get vulnerable to find those labels, then it is a privilege for me to share that label with you. Yeah. I love it. Sweet. I love how I love seeing the the full spectrum that's been Fiona in my life. You know, it's it's funny because like it really is more than half our lives. <clears throat> I realized the other day uh, that I did like the math right when we we talked about how we've met a several times that I met you for the first time nearly 19 years ago. Oh. And like that Fiona is way different than today's Fiona. On top of like everything else we've gone through right like who I was when we met the first time versus like when we became real friends versus like our entire 20s into our 30s like we're just it's just I don't know I think the spectrum is the the roller coaster life that we're that we're on or the waves that we're riding or whatever the fuck you want to say I am me now like the doctor we regenerate (laughs) talk about doctor who next time that's my favorite Uh, but the things that i did then would be labeled me would label me as a certain person that are not necessarily things that i would do now every single person that i met when i was 13 and 14 i showed my tits to yeah you talked about your tits and like not really in front of me could kind of in front of me and I was like who is this person so terrified so naive I mean yeah. that's like the first that's how I got to know people like hey you want to see my tits that's literally my first memory of you was you talking about your your tits 
in the hallway of our summer school as we were trying to get ahead a semester by taking geometry, like the nerds we were, I guess. But like, I remember you talking about your tits and I was just like, oh my God, what is she saying? What is she doing? If I did that, I would be like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm the one who's like, what's just the body? Like, who cares if it's my tits or my elbow? Like I'm over, like we full on switch places and it kills me. Yeah. Um, so speaking of tits, uh, next episode, we're going to get oh. a little dark and dirty and maybe talk about some uh, sexy fun times, who we are behind closed doors and what that may mean for us and other people. So stay tuned. And I can, I can, I can use the sign that I made that oh, talks yeah. about uh, this podcast contains mature language and themes. So please use discretion around children, seniors, and judgy people. <laughs> Thank you very much. Anytime. So make sure you check out that episode, you guys. We'll release next Friday. And um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to our crazy stories. And I hope that your radical being is embraced a little bit more. Yeah, we hope that your radical being is embraced a little bit more by listening to our radical beings blabber on uh, on another episode. So thanks so much, you guys. And make sure to check us out on Instagram, your.radical.com being and uh, send us a message let us know what topics you think we should discuss this is fiona renee and summer poor signing off bye